Hi, this is Doug Manch, and you're listening to Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Yes, welcome back, Looney listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 199, and you are with your high priest, Conchi Ray. Hello, good evening. And uh, I'll be flying solo, so to speak. Um, and that um, analogy is, is quite apt for this episode. For our 199th, we are doing a modes of transport idle chat. So a discussion on Moon Knight's various modes of transportation. Um, as mentioned, I am your High Press Conchu Ray. Um, a big shout out to uh, would be co host The Power, the power of, Chad. of Chad. Uh he's incurring Conchu's wrath at the moment, so I hope you feel better, Chad. Um sorry I can't have you here on this episode. But um, yes, hopefully, uh, hopefully you feel better. Hopefully, uh, Conchu is a bit more lenient towards you. But anyway, we'll press on with this episode. Um, and before I do anything, of course, a big gracious thank you to the Patrunis. So those listed as co-producers and executive producers on each of the episodes, a huge thank you. Uh, your support. Uh, really does um, help the show, and so I'm forever grateful uh, to the likes of Daniel, Justin, Derek, Wayne, Jordan, Josh, James, Russell, and Anthony. A big thank you to all you guys. Also, a couple of shout-outs to our sponsors, Fringe Fringe Night by Daniel Doing, an original indie comic based on Erie, Pennsylvania's very own mysterious superhero. Uh, of course, Hello Headphones, empowering gamers to play at their best. Um, go grab yourself a, a pair of headphones there. And finally, Dreamland Comics from Illinois, the superhero superstore. Right, so some white noise, loony listeners. I am recording this uh, a little after recorded the body of this main podcast. Thought I'd jump in. Um, big news. Now, take it with a grain of salt because it hasn't been confirmed. This is through Bleeding Cool and not the most reputable of sites, I must admit. But it's got a lot of loonies... Uh, Looney's tongues wagging and that is basically uh, it has been announced apparently that Moon Knight a comic book series will be um, released in July of this year with create or not creator with writer Jed McKay and artist Alessandro Cappuccino so this is big news Um, the initial response from a lot of the Looney's in our community uh, is largely positive with Jed McKay uh, he's known to have written Marvel titles such as uh, Man Without Fear, uh, Black Cat, and Taskmaster. And uh, I can say, having read most of them, um, mostly they've been pretty good. Uh, uh, so I'm quite happy with the choice. Uh, I wasn't too fond of Man Without Fear, but I found Black Cat and I'm um, starting to read Taskmaster on Marvel Unlimited actually quite an enjoyable read. It'll be interesting to see how he takes Moon Knight and where he takes Moon Knight because uh, I've noticed there's, apart from Man Without Fear, there's, there's always um, a little bit of humour injected in there uh, and that you can certainly see with Black Cat and Taskmaster as well. So interesting to see what uh, Jed McKay has pitched for the character uh, and Marvel uh, have apparently as well allegedly greenlit it. So uh, fingers crossed more news uh, to come, hopefully we'll get an official announcement at some stage. But but there you go, uh, a little bit of a scoop there via uh, a not-so-reputable site, Bleeding Cool. Okay, back to the show. So anyway, loonies, uh, as I gaze into the mic here, um, this, it's quite a uh, an interesting episode, this one. Uh, so as mentioned, it's modes of transport, and uh, I, I should have come up with a a more humorous or a more amusing title for our idle chat, but I couldn't really think of one. Um, and as it says on the tin, going through the different modes of transport, we know we know Moon Knight and Mark Spector. We know Stephen Grant is is a billionaire. 
very wealthy, uh, and Moon Knight has his gadgets, but he needs to get around, doesn't he? And he needs to do it kind of stealthily. Uh, and anyway, so he has a few, um, you know, a few things up his sleeve to to allow him to drop down on criminals, uh, to also catch them by surprise. Uh, that sort of thing. And it's a very kind of colourful history, in particular, of one of the aspects, which is uh, the moon copter, um, which we'll get into anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, settling in, I've just got my, my mug of... my big mug of Spider-Man's head, and I fill that with a bit of mocha, mocha coffee. So, um, so settle in. Uh, let, let's go. <laughs> I mean, so... Uh, to kick off, as as I mentioned, the Moon Copter is probably the main mode of transport you'd see or associate Moon Knight with. Uh, he, right from the get-go, his first appearance in Werewolf by Night 32, uh, you could see the helicopter there. Um, but there are so many, in fact there are about, I think about, about six different Moon Copter variations we see throughout the, the Moon Knight canon. Uh, and so the very first one, uh, which we do see at Werewolf by Night 32 and 33, I guess is considered his first helicopter. Now, they retconned this, uh, this whole story, uh, by saying that Frenchie, you know, he tried to infiltrate the committee. It was all kind of a um, a, a bit of a setup. It, it, it wasn't as straightforward as was seen in Werewolf by Night. Um, so as official Marvel canon goes, this helicopter which for all purposes looks very much like a normal helicopter was apparently a rented version so it wasn't really the moon copter but um, I've added it in there because because hey it was there in his first appearance uh, for all intents uh, during that 1975 run uh, the helicopter was Moon Knights and it was kind of piloted by Frenchie and all that um, but again, as I mentioned, they, they went back on that and they said, well, hang on, that wasn't his real mooncopter, which is fair enough because I can understand why they do that uh, because it's not that really impressive. Um, if I am to just quickly bounce to... There's actually a great little read uh, for those of you, and I'll put it in the show notes. Um there's a nice little read in Moon Knight Volume 127, which is what I'll draw uh, a lot of this information from. So anyway, let me just go to that. Um, and it actually even goes down to the, the kind of model. Uh, so it's written by Alan Z- uh, Zelenitz, and some of you will know he went on to write The Fist of Conchu. And anyway, he, um, he mentions here that in Werewolf by Night, the first um, in August 1975, uh, it very much looked like your run-of-the-mill Bell 47H or some such. So I am no helicopter aficionado, but that sounds pretty technical to me. Um, so apparently that first helicopter was a Bell 47H. And again, for all intents, if you look... Um, actually, it even it doesn't even look like a typical helicopter we have these days. Uh, it certainly doesn't look like a moon in any regard. Um, it has the uh, obviously the rotor blades, uh, more so the main one, the main um, horizontal ones at the top. Uh, there are no, I guess, what do you call sl- sled bases? I don't know that you usually associate helicopters with. It, it, in this instance, it had like four wheels, which is very strange. Um, it had a full kind of uh, what do you call it, one eighty view um like the the wind the screen uh, uh but other than that yeah it just looked very kind of very ordinary so that was um that was the first instance of the moon copter and as i mentioned that that made its way through werewolf by night 32 and 33 after that we actually do get um we get the first moon knight model now this was seen in uh, in Marvel Spotlight 28 and 29, uh, you got the likes of Defenders 47, 49, Marvel 2 in 1, 52, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 22 and 23, as well as The Amazing Spider-Man 220, and in the Hulk magazines 11, 12, 13, 14, 
and uh, and finally in Marvel Preview 21. Now this uh, this helicopter was uh, slightly different, uh, as mentioned, and if I'm to take the writings of Alan Zelenitz's um, article from 27, he says. Um, it kind of reminds you of Vincent Price as the fly, and um, I guess that's a, an apt description. It's a very kind of, again, I know the early episodes of, of Into the Night, Conishu and I really did have a go and, and tease these early moon copters, but they really are kind of garish, and they are, dare I say, a little bit hideous uh, compared to the later models. But this second model, as I mentioned, was considered the first Moon Knight model, the first official one. Uh, it looked very um, heavy, and in the fact that it kind of looked like Vincent Price's The Fly, um, the the front uh, bit were kind of like two bulbous, kind of fly-like eyes. Um, I'm not even sure... I'm looking at a picture right now. <laughs> I'm not even sure which way the the helicopter goes, forward or backwards. I believe the... The kind of the bug lug eyes are the um, the front kind of pilot cockpit, so that's probably it there. Um, Zelenitz goes on to say, um, "There's a wraparound side glass cockpit bubble, which is as so that's it. Those, those big kind of fly eyes, um, and the little cruiser has no master computer on board, aboard. So the extra window space helped Frenchie to actually." Um, C, Mark, um, and because we know Frenchy does a lot of uh, surveilling, I guess, and he keeps an eye on Mark or Moon Knight as Moon Knight goes down uh, that rope ladder. Uh, so no computers there, but yeah, just a lot of visual um, access, I guess, <laughs> through that, I don't know, 180, more than 180, 200, 270, I don't know, 270 degrees <laughs> uh, field of view. Uh, now, Apparently, the, the two side pods were not detachable, um, and they house retractable skids for solid ground landing. So maybe that's... Uh, yep, and for the clearer shots of the... Oh, yeah, and so he goes to say, you can see the shots more clearly in the Hulk magazine 11 and 13. So that was the um, the first official, I guess, Moon Knight. Um, Moon Knight Copter. Now, the next one, the third one... Uh, and I'm just opening it up here. Uh, the third iteration, which is kind of like the second official Moon Knight model, because remember the the first version was was like a retconned, rented helicopter. Uh, this second version of Moon Knight, uh, Moon Knight's copter, was first seen in uh, his main title of 1980 by Doug Manchin and Bill Sienkiewicz. So Moon Knight one, two, three. Uh, then it jumps to six, seven, and eight, um, and this one I think is probably the most horrible one I've seen. It kind of really looks almost like a toy. I mean, it's hard to. I mean, between this one and the one before it, I think they're both really terrible. <laughs> um, but the best way I can describe this one is uh, it starts to take on the shape of the moon. So at least we're there, right? Um, it has a, it's kind of like, if you are a modern reader and you know of the moon jet and dare I say later on, I'll, I'll speak of the angel wing. Um, you'll know that it's more like a, a horizontal, um, crescent moon, uh, which kind of looks quite sleek. So it's a good idea in this iteration. It is that, but then if you add mentally in your head to that crescent moon, a point that comes out of the middle of that crescent and a, a big flapping rotor blade uh, that twizzles around, and then you're starting to get what this moon copter looks like. So, um, again, if I can try to explain it, it's a crescent moon, right, but the the rounded curve, uh, outward curve, not the in, inner curve of the, the crescent moon, is the front, um, and there is a... a what looks like a horizontal rotor blade as well, but it's kind of pushed towards the back. Um, and again, I might just oh jeez, I might just um, uh, put this in in the Facebook groups uh, and the page so you can actually see what it looks like. But it's quite terrible. Um, and as mentioned, it's in the early Moon Nights, so um, 
so yeah, one, two, three, six, seven, eight. Uh, not too good there. Uh, let me see what Alan Zelens had said about this. Uh, yep. Yeah, so um, carried away perhaps by enthusiasm for the success of his Moon Knight persona and wishing to establish a symbol with which to strike terror into the hearts of the criminals he pursued, Stephen Grant had Frenchie redesign the helicopter, uh, the, the helicopter's entire body in the shape of a crescent moon lying on its side. Um, and he goes on to say that they can go into details. Look, I've kind of given you the roundabout um, gist of it. But what happens, unfortunately, I think by issue seven, uh, it finds its way in a um, a Chicago basin or um, uh, some some water. I think this was the one where um, the water was tainted. Uh, Frenchie went crazy as well, and um, and Mark managed to crash the, the the chopper into the water, save Frenchie, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so. That was the the third kind of moon copter. The fourth one comes in a bit later, still in the same series, uh, Moon Knight issue 10. Uh, and apparently you can see it a little bit clearer in issue 14. Um, so this is... Uh, it's still a, it's a bit weird, I must say. <laughs> oh, I just had a look at it there. Uh, they really, they really can't get it right, can they? Um, anyway, the the fourth one uh, is it's kind of like uh, the crescent moon is is then no longer on its side; it, it's tilted up, and this is actually it's starting to give the bones of what we see later on as well in in the likes of the Charlie Houston run, which I think is a really cool uh, moon copter. Um, which I think it may have um, a different ability, but this one, uh, the the crescent moon is upright, vertical, uh, and that acts as almost the tail of this uh, this copter. So the rotor blades are on on the tip of that top of that crescent moon, and you have more like a almost like a space shuttle kind of nosing and uh, some sort of body that kind of fits into the the moon copter i i looking at this i do believe i yeah i do believe that the houston run and, and david finch lent heavily on this design but they modernized it and, and made it look a lot more cooler than than what it did back in the 80s um so yep yeah, so that was the third one as well um let me see if i can get some more uh, so some other like aspects here uh, one of the main things, I guess, also should be mentioned, apparently the Moon Knight, the helicopter, despite what I just said about it being crashed into the river, uh, it it is submersible. Submersible? Submersible. Submersible. <laughs> That's it. It can actually, it can actually survive and, and travel underwater as well, which is a very strange thing. I've never actually seen that happen, but it is, it is in the official handbook here, so I'm not too sure where they came up with it, or they had an idea to use it, but it never happened. Uh, anyway, uh, so if I'm to go, sorry, back to, oh, I'm going to read this. I think this is, um, I think this is still part of, uh, yeah, this this fourth version. Uh, so anyway, it's a twin engine craft employing two 825 horsepower turboshaft engines. It's uh it's got an uh, an engine reconfiguration uh, and custom designed by Frenchie from two Lycoming T53L11As. Doesn't that sound technical? I'm going to put it in. I have no idea if this is right or not, or if it's um, touching some sort of truth. I, I don't know. Any, anyway, um, it makes it an almost noise-free whisper capacity, uh, which combined with a white noise system, apparently, that absorbs the chop-chop, of the rotor blades uh, renders the the helicopter nearly silent, so that's pretty cool. And that's always been the case with Moon Knight's um, Moon helicopter, Moon copter. Uh, I do recall there are always some comments about how silent it is, how they just don't know where Moon Knight comes from. He just pops out of nowhere, and that's began, That's really down to, and this is very important, the silence of that helicopter. 
the high efficiency 32 foot rotor blades are made of carbon impregnated fiberglass and mounted on a universal rotor joint uh, and uh, and it says here and as no knight should be without his armor um, the copter's external frame is made of foamed alloy armor um, and then it goes on to say the sealed fuselage uh, makes the craft completely immersible, so water landings are no problem. Uh, and they have uh, retractable flotation gear, so for water landings, uh, and retractable wheels. Um, and the front re- wheels are mounted on long legs, so the lower crescent tail shape, uh, which is mainly the fuel tank, apparently, and affords the craft extra stability, um, Across um, incorporates a third landing wheel. So it goes into a bit of detail there, um, which is pretty cool. Oh, and, and starts talking about one of the main things of this helicopter is the the rope ladder. So the rope ladder and grappling iron are also contained in the sophisticated undercarriage and are manipulated by special trigger controls on the cyclic stick, um, which control power hoist winches to raise or lower the ladder. Um, and the, ooh, I'm going to read all this technical stuff because it just sounds good, okay? So, the current copter seats a pilot and three passengers and possesses a range of 504 or 811 kilometers when loaded to maximum takeoff weight uh, of about 9,000 pounds or 4,000 kilos. Uh, maximum speed of 180 to 200 miles per hour, so we're talking about 290 to 320 kilometers per hour. And a, a service ceiling at maximum takeoff weight at, um, I don't know what this means, 19,000 feet or 5,800 meters. Uh, now, this iteration of the, the moon copter carries no armaments, um, but there is a master computer which is on it as well. Uh, it, it can interpret, interpret data on direction, speed, and altitude, that sort of thing, has autopilot. Uh, kind of makes Frenchie's job a bit easier. Um, Yep, so uh, it's got radar and sonar as well, as well as a perpetual scan for a police emergency and maritime frequencies. Uh, so it's pretty much on the go, isn't it? Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that was, I guess, the... Uh, well, it says the uh, the current model, the fourth model. Um, so as mentioned... Uh, Moon Knight 10, um, it goes through 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 20, 21, 24, 25. And there's actually a cross-section as well. Um, I should put this up again. Again, all of this is in Moon Knight Volume 127. So if you have it, or if you have uh, Marvel Unlimited, I'm pretty sure it's on that as well. Uh, You can go check out these details. It's pretty cool. Um, So... Again, as I mentioned, this is probably um, this is what kind of really influenced David Finch and Charlie Houston later on in uh, the 2006 run. So, uh, oh, actually, I'm thinking, shall we? Let's stick to the the, the moon copter then. Might as well. Um, and so, let me uh, have a little look. And so, anyway, the next, I guess, iteration. Uh, it kind of jumps. It goes. We're, we're heading towards '90s territory, uh, and what we get, particularly, particularly in Mark Spector, Moon Knight, uh, the likes of uh, Round Robin, the the sidekick's revenge in Amazing Spider-Man, uh, towards the end of the '90s with High Strangeness or High Strangers, and Resurrection War, what we tend to get uh, is then. Um, a more kind of jet-like. So going back to the um, the second, or, or sorry, or the third version of of uh, the Moon Copter. So the one that was from uh, Moon Knight, nineteen eighty, issue one. Uh, the one that I mentioned was a a crescent moon, but it was on its side, laying flat, but it had a rotor blade. Now the big difference that they they did in the '90s was they, for one, they made it a lot cooler, <laughs> in the fact that they got rid of the rotor blades. It became more like a jet now, a moon jet, um, and instead of if you can imagine the two tips of the crescent 
um, at the rear of the vehicle, they they swiveled it around and it became more um, the front of the vehicle. So it became more like even dare I say, kind of like a, a Star Wars fighter, you know, some sort of fighter jet. Um, Similar-ish, you know. I'm not talking about exact copies, but it just made it look a little bit more dynamic, uh, and uh, it just look, made it look a little bit more sleek. So it got a, a, um, it totally left though the the rotor blades um, behind, uh, and I think that was a really good move. Now that was also, incidentally, I think one of the main things um, that was taken away from the the um, the Charlie, um, Charlie Houston, David Finch run as well, um, where the, he replaces it, I guess, more with jets, like doing that. Um, let me just, oh, sorry, let me just have a little quick look here. I'm looking at issue five of of the uh, the, the David Finch. Um, there we go. Issue five of the Charlie Houston, David Finch run. It's definitely, it's more jets here, so I guess hence the, the moon jet, uh, but we'll get to that. But uh, as I mentioned, uh, yeah, so in the 90s, they they turned it around, made it a bit more sleek, made it look a bit more Star Wars-y, and uh, so you have um, you have uh, that kind of aesthetic. Now, I think they added armaments to it as well, uh, very much so, actually, Um in particular, if I'm to read this here, uh, this was ripped off uh, the wiki page as well, and this is in particular um, referencing the the moon jet from um, from Mark Spector, Moon Knight, that that run. Um, so privately built, a one of a kind helicopter, top speed 220 miles per hour, which is similar or or actually just just beating the previous model. Um, at a ceiling of 10,000 feet with a range of 1,000 miles. I don't know what that ceiling service is. Uh, three undermounted rotors for propulsion and two forward-mounted 20mm cannons for armament. So that's the big difference there. And we do see it play in um, in Mark Spector Moon Knight. I, I do believe uh, a lot of it happens in the Acts of Vengeance, uh, in particular with Killer Shrike. I think Frenchie unleashes... Uh, a lot of those 20 mil cannons uh, onto the street to try and uh, take out those super villains, um, but that's a big difference as well. And for me, I kind of like this um, this version of the Mooncopter, uh, just because of its horizontal and flat aspect. Uh, but again, it just looks really sleek. I mean, if you if you're looking at the likes of uh, the X Men's Blackbird, um, that's a pretty cool pretty cool jet. Um, but this one, since it looks like a, a crescent moon, it, it, I don't know, it's just pretty cool. Again, I think you see it in, um, I think you see it in the Scarlet Redemption as well. Um, but don't hold me to that. So with with that in the nineties, oh, my my iPad keeps on falling down. Uh, with that in the nineties, uh, in the late nineties, I guess we we travel forward, and uh, as mentioned, we hit. The Charlie Houston run, uh, and uh, and as mentioned, we get a return of this moon jet. Now, I think the big difference with this because uh, if you do, there are actually two iterations of the moon jet or moon copter in in uh, the Charlie Houston run. Um, at first, in issues one, I guess if you look one to four, um, you can look through those, and it seems to be very similar to the '90s Moon Jet. Uh, so, um, oh, I'm just thinking as well. Actually, uh, I should also make a little honourable mention in the '90s. It just hit me. There was another really weird-looking Moon Jet. Um, I'm going to tentatively say Angel Wing, but I know that was used for another uh, mode of transport later on. But I think there was an angel wing in Mark Spector Moon Knight. If any loonies out there can tell me, please do. Uh, I just remember it had literal wings, kind of wing-looking things, angelic wings, um, and a really bulbous body. So that was in Mark Spector Moon Knight as well. I'm I am pretty sure it was in that run. Um, as for armaments and stuff, I I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Um, 
I forgot about that one, so sorry. So anyway, going back to the, the Charlie Houston um, run iteration, as mentioned, it leans heavily on the uh, that um, fourth or third Moon Knight copter version that I mentioned from Moon Knight Volume 1, Issue 10 onwards, uh, when um, that's basically when Frenchie has to redesign the copter again, um, because after it had crashed into the river uh, in Chicago. Uh, so, yeah, it takes a lot of le- leanings from that, but as I mentioned, it does away with the rotor blades at the top, and what you get is almost, you get kind of like three, it looks like you're three, um, well, it says here, three undermounted rotors for propulsion, uh, and it's really it's really shown well in um, in the, the Charlie Houston run, issue five. Uh, and very much ha- very much has that classic look, but I guess what I was saying in in the beginning of the Houston run is that I think it can transform to go sideways as well. So I'm assuming what happens. Oh, I could be wrong because actually no, no no no. Take it back, Ray. No 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 no. The beginning of the Houston run. I'm looking at it. It's very much just a crescent um, moon jet. So we're talking very similar. Yeah, there it is. It's it's on the first few pages of um, of issue one after Moon Knight gets those goons in the car chase. It's very much uh, even a more slick model of um, of the 1990, 90, 1990s version of the copter. But by issue five, as I mentioned, it's uh, he changes it again and goes back to that more classic look but without the dorky rotor blade at the top, uh, but just um, it's got three, um, I guess, jet propulsions uh, to the underside of the moon copter. So there you go, loonies. Uh, and then I think from there on, uh, I think um, it kind of just chops and change. I think I think they stick a lot to the 90, 1990s version um, of that kind of flat horizontal look. Um, i I can't recall if they in the ladder, so I'm thinking, um, oh, I should just have a check. One second. Okay, Looney, sorry about that. I'm going to move on to, um, before I get on to the next mode of transport, I'm going to just have a quick look in Vengeance of the Moon Knight. So one of the main things there, oh, it isn't, uh, it isn't shown. One of the main things there, is uh, is of course Moon Knight's Moon Cycle. Uh, so this is the next mode of transport. Um, so let me just put up the uh, information there. Okay, so we see in Avengers of the Moon Knight, um, he Moon Knight drops a large metal ball from the sky. Uh, when he returns to New York, and it cracks open, and uh, in it he's got he's a moon cycle. Um, so there's not much information on this other than it's a pretty cool motorcycle. <laughs> um, where he goes, he uh, it's it seems fully armored. Um, well, having said that, Moon Knight's got a a gun <laughs> on there. Uh, he's holding a gun. Uh, Look, it's got some um, some hand protectors, I guess, unless they're side view mirrors. Uh, you know, twin headlights. Uh, just looks like really thick wheels. Um, but there's not much to it than that. He actually flips out of it after a couple of pages and crashes into a building. And I don't think we see it again. But he certainly does have. A moon cycle. I'd like to see a bit more of it myself. Um, well, there we go. Uh, there's also it turns up again. Um, he kind of lands on it and rides away. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Here we go. In the Vengeance of the Moon Knight, uh, again, it does look more like yeah the '90s version of the Moon Jet. Uh, just a bit more slick, I think, and I think that's what they tend to go with in the more modern runs. Um, so. We'll just leave that one at that. It's not that hard to actually find Moon Knight, um, the Moon Copter and Moon Jet in his comics. Um, it features quite heavily, so uh, it's not that hard to find. Anyway, uh, so yeah, 
just confirming that his uh, moon jet. Oh, and even in these later issues, um, between issues seven to ten, there's one of um, uh, him fighting Deadpool, and with the moon jet at some times as well, he will always almost like stand on top of it as well, and and I think you kind of see that in the the round robin. Um, Sidekicks Revenge 2. So that flat kind of platform for him, um, you know, kind of helps him get around in more ways than one. Uh, Having said that, though, as well, I'm going to go to uh, another one, which um, I was hesitant to say the word glider, because this is more of a glider. We've got Moon Knight's Angel Wing, and this is from his... um, This is from his 2014 run with with uh, with Warren Ellis uh, and Declan Shalvey. Uh, so it's a smaller vehicle. Basically, if you can imagine, uh, it's bigger than a, a Green Goblin or Hobgoblin glider. Um, but Moon Knight is mounted to the underside of it. It's more like kind of like hang gliding. But it's a massive, um, you know, it's not fabric. I think it's it's metal. It's got its own bells and whistles. Uh, it has remote control access <coughs> and some built-in gadgetry as well. Um, so it's a pretty funky one. Uh, he uses that in, as I mentioned, the Ellis run. If I can just quickly find it. I believe it is issue two. I think it's Sniper. I could be wrong. Or is it issue... Uh... It's the one where he crashes into the the guy on the roof. Now, people are probably screaming at me now. Um, I always get that wrong. It's not five. It's not four. Is it four? No, it is five. It is five. It's at the end of five. Um, he he comes beaming in. He, he crushes a guy with it. But that's not the, the one I was thinking of. Anyway, he does use this in, in that run. Um... And it's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it does have some bells and whistles. I think it's more remote control as, as well. <coughs> yep, so um, moving along, I think, to the final iteration. I've got, again, from the 2014 run, I've got Mr. Knight's limo. Now, this would be... I'm citing it from issue four. Uh, I think issue four. Oh, I'm just having a look there. Uh, the Moon Glider, the Angel Wing again, shows up in issue three. Um, anyway, issue four is the Moon Limo. Uh, Mr. Knight is in it, and what a limo it is. It's it's pretty, pretty luxurious. It's a stretch limo. It's pretty big. Um, Anyway, it's got a lot of... He's got like a, an armchair with massive controls. I don't know exactly what it does include, um, what he can do with it. I'm assuming a lot of surveillance, data recovery, that sort of stuff. don't know if the limo is armed itself, but <coughs> it does look pretty cool. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's all white as well, so you can, you can, see, you can see him coming a mile away. So there you go. That pretty much, I think, covers the main, I guess, the history of a lot of the Moon Knight uh, modes of transport. Um, So, as mentioned, I'll put in the notes uh, these issues where they do appear for at least the Moon Copter. Um, The other ones, kind of, well, kind of no as well. Um, But they are worth having a look at, and, and I do hope that they are used a bit more, uh, certainly in in the next upcoming series, uh, because I can't for the life of me think if Beamus had used it at all. I'm not too sure. I don't think he had, but um, they certainly are integral to part of uh, to Moon Knight, uh, especially the Moon Copter. Uh, it's really uh, really fun. We always joke about the the rope ladder and such, but um, yeah, re- really good stuff. Um, so go yeah, go check them all out. Uh, all right, loonies, we are going to take a quick break. Wait, wait a sec. Hold on. Oh, 
hobby? <laughs> Hello, Ray. It's your old pal, Hobby. What are you doing? I'm interrupting this regularly scheduled podcast permanently. This is now Hobby's show. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you already have a show? Ray, 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 old chap. You know me. I need more. Hobby, don't make me tell Conchu about this. Ah, uh, Conchu? Mm. Tell you what, Ray, old boy. If you plug my new sub-series on tones, I'll give you your show back. Deal? <sighs> Fine. If you want to learn about my guest here, Hobby, check out the new sub-series of Tomes of Evil, the Hobgoblin Historia, chronicling every appearance of the other goblin. The better goblin, Ray! The better one! The better goblin, the Hobgoblin. Only on Tomes of Evil, the comic book villain podcast. Thank you, Ray! Now... Back to your regularly scheduled programming. You know, Moon Knight never beat me. <laughs> Goodbye, Hobby. You belong, you belong, you belong, you belong to the Merry Marvel. Anyone hear us? This is Trey Lawson. And I'm James Hickson. Anyone can hear this broadcast. We need your help. We've been kidnapped and imprisoned in a tomb by this creepy old undertaker named Mr. Gravely. And he's forcing us to review his collection of Marvel horror comics. Stuff like Tomb of Dracula. Werewolf by Night. Man-Thing. Ghost Rider. And so much more. Forcing us to record these reviews as a podcast called The Tomb of Ideas. If you can hear this... Please, contact our families, call the authorities, anyone, tell them we can be found at... Now, now, boys, let's not give too much away. You can find James and Trey every other Wednesday at the Tomb of Ideas, a Marvel horror podcast. A proud member of the Cinepunks podcast group. See you there, Tomb Believers. <laughs> the Merry Yes, welcome back, loony listeners. You are listening to Into the Night, the Moon Knight podcast. This is episode 199, and you are <laughs> you are thrust with the Ray Ramble. As uh, as I see out this this episode, um, looking into my gosh, a big milestone up ahead. But before any of that, uh, I just like to give a shout out to a few listeners from. Um, from all over the place, well actually from this instance from YouTube in our nightline. So, got a couple of things here from CMK7, beep boop beep boop boop, this is Chris, a big shout out to Chris and for those of you that don't know as well, Chris has done amazing work with the Into the Night video um, stingers, so you can see that on the Patreon page as well, uh, as well as any of the exclusive videos that we have uh, for all Patreon members. But anyway... Chris says about episode 196, and this was about the Shadowland shenanigans that I had with um, with Tim, a special guest. Great discussion, guys. I prefer my country more ambiguous and mysterious, whose motives are beyond human understanding. A true entity beyond space-time, uh, unlike the Asgardian gods, who are just basically superheroes. That's why I dislike the Age of Conchu. It made Conchu too terrestrial in his motives and actions. Uh, yeah, it's certainly a good take there, Chris, um, as well. And the Age of Conchu did really stamp its uh, intentions down uh, by making Conchu seem like that. And we've seen previously as well uh, in um, Serpent War 
and in uh, the Moon Knight Annual, uh, written by Cullen Bunn, that Conchu seems to be perceived as as kind of, you know, real and, and no longer ambiguous. Uh, I'm similar with you. I like the ambiguity myself. Uh, Chris also shouts, um, gives us some feedback in episode 197 about the discussion I had with Tigra with Justin the Owl. Osgood. And, uh, and Chris says, another great episode, guys. It's always welcome when Justin the Owl perches by the podcast to share some of his wisdom with his deep, warm voice like an aged bourbon. And I'm always impressed by his comic knowledge. I was wondering about the long hair and beard on Oscar Isaacs in that choreog- choreography video, too. I'm thinking that may be a holdover uh, from his role in June, or maybe the series takes place during Mark Spector's The Bottom Phase that might jive uh, because the rumours are that Mark is late in his career currently, but flashes back to his history. Tigra, such an interesting and fun character. I know in the 80s she was always played as a confident sex pot. I wonder if she'll show up in the She-Hulk Disney Plus series since they are chums. Yeah, good point. I'm hoping, man, that would be good, actually. Good point. I'm hoping that she would be uh, showing up in at least She-Hulk. I don't think we'll get her in Moon Knight, but you can always dream. (laughs) I'm talking about myself. Um, But yeah, no, good points there, uh, Chris. And I like that other spectolation about Oscar's hair and beard unless that is part and parcel of his Moon Knight um, commitments. And yeah, if he does something like the bottom, you know, watch out. Although I'm wondering, will that then open a can of worms about ratings? And, you know, we're going to go into that again. But um, no, thank you so much for your comments there, uh, Chris. We also have an, an interesting one here from Entertainment Culture. And this was, they left feedback for our episode 162 all the way back uh, for an over-the-moon arc, uh, which I think we did on Blood Brothers in the Mark Spector Moon Knight run. Anyway, they go on to say, the new MCU version should be reinvented with whole Conchu cult uh, who worships the Conchu god, similar to Illuminati and work in the shadows who were involved in supernatural activities with El- Elsa Bloodstone, who took him in after... Bushman defeated him so Mark can gain knowledge of the supernatural and design a Black Panther-type armor suit which absorbed energy from the moon using Egyptian moonstone amulets embedded in his suit, giving super strength. Also, Mark Spector protected by Conchu God, who gives him wealth for the sacrifice of his soul. Thank you very much, Entertainment Culture. Uh, That sounds great. I mean, that sounds almost like fanfic. Um, So I reckon you should... You know, record these ideas down uh, in a blog or, or, or in, in some sort of writings. Uh, they are great ideas. Um, very specific. I'm not sure if any of that will, you know, turn up in the Disney Plus TV show. But we can only dream, as I say. Um, but very inventive. Thank you very much, Entertainment Culture. A lot of stuff in there. A lot of stuff packed in. It's, it's good to see you bubbling with ideas. Great stuff. Anyway, loonies, uh, that is about it for now. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this. I hope it made sense. I hope it was fun in some sense to get an idea of the Moon Knight mode of transportation. Now, next phase, uh, and there's going to be a bit of a break, actually. So our next episode is our 200th episode. Um, so it's going to be a big one. I've got some surprises in store, uh, but I'll need some time for it. So uh, this will be the only episode out this week. Uh, and uh, we'll have a break for the next week as well, just over the Easter break. Um, but part of the episode 200 will involve a waning gibbous, which is a moonwalk. So the power of Chad will be joining me in doing a rendition of the Fist of Conchu issue 3, A Madness of Dreams. This should be a good one. I think Chad has chosen to be Robert Markham. So Chad will be taking the role of Morpheus, which will be pretty cool. As I said, uh, episode 200 is going to have some uh, crazy surprises. I can't wait to reveal them. I am stoked myself at at having been able to get someone. Anyway, um, not only that, but there will hopefully be a slew of loonies, uh, past and present co-hosts are all jumbled in together. Keep your eyes peeled on our social media because there is another competition on top of the other one that we have about the um, the badges 
the pins. Um, there's another one where you can choose your avatar, uh, and you'll be in the running for some prizes. I'll I'll uh, I'll divulge a bit more later on. Anyway, very exciting stuff. But as mentioned, next this is the only one this week, um, and we'll we will take a, a week's break. Uh, we'll be back fighting fit. Uh, as mentioned, a big thank you to our Patronies, uh, patreon.com slash itkmoonnight. Uh, check out the incentives. Check out if you'd like to join. It will help expand the show. Uh, if not, then just thank you so much for listening as well. Uh, as mentioned, Hello Headphones, if you use the code ITKMOONNIGHT, you'll get 10% off their online store. And Dreamland Comics, if you use the code uh, MOON, you'll get 20% off. Uh, we're also an affiliate member of Entertainment Earth, so any of your action figure needs, just click the link in our show notes and any purchases will help prop up the show. We'll get a little bit uh, of that. Finally, we are part of the collective, so a lot of really cool shows out there. Um, shows such as The Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. Um, massively good show. Uh, one great host. The other host I'm not too sure about. Um, and also Sons of the Dragon, an Immortal Iron Fist podcast. Again, great show there. The new Iron Fist series. There's plenty of to talk about too and finally uh adelaide rising a comic book podcast as well doing great stuff covering a lot of stuff uh still touching uh on inhumans uh but certainly on on mutants and x-men as well uh you can uh, drop us a line email us at itkmoonlight at gmail.com we're also on facebook page and group twitter instagram youtube discord get vocal we've got a website and podchaser as well uh please consider it dropping a rating there as well that would really help um alongside apple podcasts uh, just ratings would just help us get out there a bit more uh and uh, hopefully with the the coming tv show uh we can build this fan base uh it's certainly a lot of fun anyway loonies i'm gonna have to get out of here but as mentioned thank you so much for listening have a nice week's break um get ready for a big 200th episode coming up it's going to be a cast of thousands hopefully fingers crossed but uh we'll catch you then until then may conchie watch over the denizens of the night catch you later moon knight and affiliated characters stories and events are properties of marvel characters incorporated Materials used and discussed within the podcast are intended for critique and review purposes only under the fair dealing concept of the current Copyright Act. The views, information or opinions expressed during the podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of the copyright owners.